today's episode of the SI Gambling Podcast is presented by the good folks over at DraftKings Sportsbook. We love DraftKings Sportsbook, and this week there is another full slate of games to look forward to. And luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the United States, not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds boosts and promotions on your favorite sports each and every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, so you don't even have to leave your house if you don't want to. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI, the letters SI, when you sign up. And for a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to 1000 bucks. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. He's going to see his production decrease at least 15 to 20%, so I think he might actually be a fantasy bust in 2020. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson, Dr. Roto, and Michael Fabiano. Yo, what's up and welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Last week, Monday, it was overreaction Monday. Well, this week, Monday, is Red Monday because you got a lot of red crosses next to some of the players on your teams. It's going to be tough hitting the waiver wire this week. Also got some Monday Night Football to discuss. Mr. Fabiano, boy, oh boy, oh boy, what a Sunday. I know. Man. I can't remember there being a Sunday with that many injuries to big-name dudes. I mean, and just injuries overall every single minute. You know, I'm watching games on one TV. I got Red Zone on the other TV, and it was just unbelievable i feel terrible for all the guys who got hurt yesterday saquon obviously being the biggest name but there were a ton of big names christian mccaffrey got hurt as well so and i don't know if this has anything to do with no preseason i'm sure it does in some respects uh a a very strange training camp with the pandemic going on but we had talked in the preseason uh on this show and on my sirius xm show about how fantasy owners are going to have to deal with injuries more than ever before. We haven't even had any significant COVID cases right now that have affect fantasy. It's all been about dudes getting hurt and it's unfortunate. Doc, I want to keep it right there to speak about the, the, the fact of the lack of preseason, you know, they had the acclimation period, which the NFLPA asked for. They had the, the, you know, the, the no preseason games, preseason games, which also was recommended by the, the national football league players association. And now we see in week two, this happen. Now, I do remember maybe about seven, eight years ago, a similar Sunday to this where a ton of players went down, but this is not something that you see too often. Well, I was thinking when Fabs was talking about that, I remember last year there were a lot of injuries too, and here's where I think it's happening. And I think that these guys are so muscled and strong, 
and we're seeing so many ACL injuries. And I, I don't. Th- I think an ACL. It doesn't matter whether it's preseason or not. I, I think that it's going. It, it happens, and it's and it's horrible when it happens. It is, and so. I think that, you know, as we move forward, we may have to consider expanding rosters in general because I think this is not something that is shocking. Now, it's shocking in terms of the the players, the McCaffreys and the Adams and, and the Bosa's and the Barclays. But I mean, last week it was Blake Jarwin and a couple other people. So, I, I mean, I just it's it's gotten to a point where we might have to operate fantasy football differently in leagues because it's just carnage on a weekly basis. Right. And, Mike, but it wasn't even about that, too, Doc. Right. Yesterday, I mean, you mentioned some of the guys, right? The Niners lost everybody. <laughs> I mean, like, they lost their quarterback. They lost their starting running back. The Rams lost Cam Akers. I mean, like, it was, it went from, you know, the big name guys, but then there was either Paris Campbell. I mean, it, the list just goes on and on and on. And I, I feel like that's where yesterday was just so different because there was just so many dudes that went down. Not only just the big name guys, but you know, Tyrod Taylor, you know, with that scary situation with him as well. Uh, let's just hope that is the last time that we see a Sunday with so many injuries uh, this season and moving forward. All right, Doc, let's hop in. Uh, Saquon Barkley torn ACL, done for the season. Were the Giants using him too much? And who do you think? Listen, is there anybody in that Giants backfield that we can say, OK, this is the guy you go pick up and plug in? All right. You can never use Saquon Barkley too much, first of all, because he's a star. <laughs> and, and as many of you know, I'm, I'm friends with his family. He's a great guy. And there's nothing worse to see this happen to somebody who loves the game so much and really cares about being great. So it's just, you know, I feel for, I feel for him and his family. That said about the Giants, and we're, we're going to talk about this with Waiver Wire. People are going to want to look at Wayne Gallman and start spending a ton of their fab money. Wayne Gallman's just not that good. And the Giants are just not that good. So between Lewis and Gallman, maybe you get a, you, they flash here and there. But you got to be careful because I don't think there's any way to fix this Giants team. I mean, Sterling Shepard leaves the field injured. So I don't know if I want any part of it. I mean, Daniel Jones and Slayton, they may still have value. But as for everybody else, I think you just got to be very careful. I think you want to play your players against the Giants. But I don't want to be, you know, uh, putting money on waivers for Giants. Hey, how about Devonta Freeman, though? Would you put in a claim for Freeman ahead of Wayne Gallman and Deion Lewis? If he ends up there? Yes. Even a speculative ad? A speculative. Oh, a speculative? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing, and I think, Fabs, you know this better than anybody. He's coming in off the street. He's coming in cold. It's Mm -hmm. going to take him at least two or three weeks to ramp up. Then Mm -hmm. when he finally ramps up, those soft tissue injuries, I mean, how is he not going to have one? Because he's a a Twitch player as well. So I, I might be in on that bid, but very gently. Yeah, Mike, what I wanted to say, first of all, we see Evan Ingram performing like Bigfoot again. My thing is this. When I go to the waiver wire and it's multiple backs that you can look at, like a Gallman and a Lewis, I'm always going to pick up the one that can catch the football. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I understand that, but Deion Lewis, is, uh, he averaged two yards a carry yesterday. He's brutal, <laughs> man. And, and I think Gallman is the dude that you want. In PPR leagues, I mean, obviously both guys need to be picked up. It's going to be a committee uh, situation, like Doc said. I'd probably put in a claim for Gallman, though, first, because I would feel like he's going to be the guy who will get the early down work and the goal line work. Not that there's going to be a lot of it. I don't know what that Giants offense is going to look like, but this is a situation here where it's it's a move made out of desperation. You can't possibly replace Saquon Barkley. He's just an elite fantasy running back, and you're kind of hoping to put a Band-Aid on a leak in the Hoover Dam, basically. Let's put it that way. So I'd go after Gallman. 
Deion Lewis just doesn't do it for me, but Gallman is not all that great either. It, it, it's a bad situation all the way around. Yeah, no, it, it really it really is a bad situation. So we go from we go from uh one two in drafts. Let's move up to one one. If I'm Ezekiel Elliott, Doc, I'm like, take me out, coach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because we see Christian McCaffrey come down with the ankle injury yesterday. I was watching it when it happened. He almost scored on the play. As soon as he got up, I said to my brother-in-law, man, he looked like he's limping. And sure enough, we see it doesn't seem like it's a significant injury, but what do we think about Christian McCaffrey and what's on that Carolina offense if we have to miss time this week from CMC? One one. Okay. I mean, I saw when he scored there and, and he got up and he was very, he got up gingerly. I was like, you got to be kidding me because yep. I had McCaffrey on a couple of teams and you know, you can't lose him, right? You lose him. It's like losing Saquon. You think your season's over, but there's a big butt here. Mike Davis is pretty good. Mike Davis, people forget when Mike Davis was on the Seahawks, he actually could break tackles. He can catch passes and he runs with authority. And then he came into that game after and he played very well. I know it was garbage time. I get it. But I think Mike Davis is very sneaky. And if you can if you can snag him on the waiver wire, I think you have to. I mean, I, I think McCaffrey does play this week, but you have to hedge your bet. And I think Mike Davis, as opposed to Gallman or Deion Lewis, is a three-down running back. Davis had eight targets, and he caught them all. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. So, yeah, he's not McCaffrey, but... Heck, if you had McCaffrey, you probably should have drafted Mike Davis if your rosters had been expanded. But no, Doc, you're right. I mean, he's going to come in there if McCaffrey does miss time. And, you know, the, the matchup this week is against the Chargers, so it's not the greatest matchup in the world. But it's still a situation where volume is king in fantasy football. So Davis is going to have some value if CMC can't go. Yeah, that volume is king, and we've been able to. I've been able to rack up some points early in the season, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. But you invested in the um the Denver Broncos offense. Drew Locke, Cortland Sutton, both of them go down. Doc uh, Locke with the uh, the sprained the, the sprained AC joint, and now we see Cortland. I mean, uh, excuse me, Cortland Sutton dealing with a knee injury. What's the latest on these two guys, and how do we maintain? Yeah, I th- you know, luckily, you know, some some leagues have some teams have terrible backup situations, like Blake Bortles. I mean, that's just you know, you're not winning anything. Jeff Driscoll, though, I'm not going to tell you that you ever want to roster him. You don't. No. But in terms of the players on the team, he gave the Broncos a chance to 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 win yesterday. They were in that game. Driscoll's very mobile, and he's got a decent arm, and he reminds me of like Ryan Fitzpatrick in that he's fearless. He'll take shots down the field. So as much as I hate losing Cortland Sutton, and I do, I really, I, I don't think this lowers the value of Jerry Judy that much. I don't think it lowers the value of Noah Fant that much. And Melvin Gordon played exceptionally well yesterday. So, I mean, I feel terribly for the people who have Cortland Sutton, but Drew Locke was always a flyer, right? We didn't know we wanted him to be good, but we didn't know that. And he was probably your second or third quarterback. Driscoll, if, if you're in a two-quarterback league, he's probably rosterable, and you got to hope for the best. I'll tell you, look at the schedule, though. Like, Driscoll's got Miami and the Jets coming up in two of his next four games. If Locke is out that long, in two QB leagues, you better bet Jeff Driscoll's rosterable. No question about it. What about guys like, uh, we, we saw um, old boy take a big hit. Looks like he'll be fine with Jerry Judy. Uh, what about K.J. Hamlin and Noah Fant? Noah, Noah Fant's not nowhere on the waiver wire, Mike, but K.J. Hamlin could be. Mm, I, I don't know if I'm going there. I don't know if I'm going there. <laughs> that was, I love that Noah was uninspiring. Fant. <laughs> Noah Fant was like one of my favorite sleeper slash breakout dudes, and he's been tremendous over the first couple of weeks. And, you know, with the injuries to the wide receivers there in Denver, it's just helped him in terms of uh, being a bigger part of the offense. So now, Fant's almost a must start at this point. I mean, with the tight end position being what it is, I mean, Rob Gronkowski, hell, 
get him off your roster. This guy's been absolutely awful. So uh, there's there's a situation out there where you know Fant could be a top ten player the rest of the season at the tight end position. It is completely within the realm of possibility, especially the way that he has played. But a guy like Hamler, I mean. I, I, I can't go there, Corey. I just can't do it. Not in week three, unless I am in a deep league where I'm in big, big trouble. But hey, stranger things have happened, right? Braxton Berrios scored a touchdown yesterday and blew up the under in that 49ers Jets game. Strange stuff happens, but I, I would pass on Hamler this week, especially uh, considering they're playing the Buccaneers. Jimmy G, Doc, with a high ankle sprain. Jimmy Garoppolo, high ankle sprain. And Roheem Mostert also down. Yeah, here's the one thing that's that can save the 49ers. First of all, the coaching staff is tremendous. And secondly, they've got great depth on that roster. Jarek McKinnon looked spry yeah, yesterday. Did. Oh, man, did he look good. Now, that's somebody that I want to invest in on waiver wire, right? Nick Mullins has actually performed well in spots before. I, uh, Bosa is irreplaceable, right? So that's a problem. But I think you're going to find Jordan Reed stepped up with Kittle out. Now, if Kittle's back this week, I don't know. Can they run a two tight end set? I might do that because you know that the Jordan Reed uh, lifespan is very short because this guy can end up in a rest home in Boca pretty soon with another concussion. <laughs> so I Boca. think you've got to sit there and you got to say to yourself, Reed and Kittle are good. Ayuk is back. You know, if Nick F- Mullins can find these guys, the 49ers can hang around. Fabs, my problem is Nick Mullins finding these guys. <laughs> right. I mean, and the matchup this week, and they got the Giants. So it's it's not bad, right, if you're in a 2QB league. But who's he throwing the ball to? You would expect Kittle could be back this week. Uh, that would be great. If not, Jordan Reed, I mean, goodness gracious, two touchdowns. On a day when everyone got hurt, Jordan Reed was a fantasy superstar. That's, that's 2020 for you right there, guys. But Mullins in a traditional redraft where you're starting only one quarterback, probably uh, a dude that's going to be left on the wire. Superflex 2QB leagues, anytime a quarterback does anything, gets an opportunity uh, to play – he's going to be rosterable. Yeah, I think you got to look at, at Jarek McKinnon also, you know what I'm saying, that as, as Doc mentioned, as a guy that could oh, be a big time. Yeah, that's a big waiver wire ad this week, no doubt. No doubt. I think he might, like, listen, we haven't gone through the whole thing and see how these scenarios play out, but he may be the top. Uh, Mike, I'm going to come to you. Your guy, Paris Campbell, uh, injured yesterday. I feel terribly for the kid because last season, same situation. So that was a, that was an odd game. Kirk Cousins had negative oh 1.2 fantasy points, Sorry. right? Uh, Dalvin Cook saved the, saved his his day at the end with a late touchdown. Uh, Adam Thielen didn't do anything. Minnesota didn't do anything. That offense is it looks just brutal. And then when you look at the Colts side of things, Mo Alley Cox and T.Y. Hilton, can you catch the damn ball? I mean, geez, Louise, the matchup was great, and T.Y. was not very good. Uh, if you're in a deeper league, do you go after uh, Zach the Rascal Pascal with with Paris Campbell out? I mean, who knows? Maybe uh, he's a matchup based guy in a deeper league. Philip Rivers didn't have a great game from a fantasy standpoint, but boy, Jonathan Taylor, giddy up! It's going to make me sick the rest of the season. And I understand that hindsight is twenty twenty. And maybe you guys did this, maybe you didn't. I'm not sure. But I had David Johnson ranked over Jonathan Taylor. I had Todd Gurley ranked over Jonathan Taylor. I had James Conner ranked over Jonathan Taylor. And I understand you can't foresee the injuries with Marlon Mack. But goodness gracious me, if I had a time machine, man, you put me in the DeLorean. I'm going 88 miles per hour, going back to every one of my 20 drafts. And I'm taking Jonathan Taylor in the first or second round. So yeah, Doc, I, Jonathan something Taylor here, thing Doc. is working. Exactly. So And Fab, so in high stakes leagues, and I'm not saying this to be critical. I'm just telling you how high stake players play. 
Jonathan Taylor goes before all those guys because everybody wants to be right because right, everybody's hoping right. for the breakout. Yep. They don't want Gurley. They don't want Lev Bell. They don't want anybody who's seen better days. They want Taylor because if something happens to Mac, they can win their leagues, which is crazy. But mm-hmm. I want to get to your point about T.Y. Hilton. How do you drop that pass? I mean, that is right. That is a T.Y. Hilton touchdown. And I, I really thought he was going to have a big week this week. Me but I, I think the Colts are, are a little trouble there. I think they ran way too much and didn't throw nearly enough against the Vikings secondary. And for the Vikings, when the Colts secondary is so weak, how, do, how does Kirk Cousins complete 11 passes in that game? And where's Justin Jefferson? He's on a milk carton. That dude needs to be playing. Nah, the, the the Minnesota Vikings, um, they have a lot of, of issues, and um, the the Kurt Cousins MVP meter is uh, is <laughs> oh and he's got Tennessee coming up next in Week Three uh, at home. Not the greatest matchup, I guess, but boy, I tell you something. I mean, Kurt Cousins has been, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, Week One, you know, he got the points because it was a game script situation. They were throwing it all over the place, but last week, last uh, this Sunday was just brutally bad for minnesota's fantasy options uh any love for michael pickman any of you guys mm, Pittman, uh, excuse me oh man i don't know no not at this sure, point. sure there, there's love but i mean are they going to throw a lot i think yeah. i think they want to throw like 30 to 34 times a game so doyle wasn't playing right and then you know hilton is going to get his Hines didn't really do much i think Pittman's one of those guys that goes you know four or five for 50 or 60 and a, a touchdown here or there so i mean what's that worth on your waiver wire with with all the carnage maybe it's worth you know i don't know 50 60 bucks but i don't think he's a game changer Devonte adams um mike simple injury hamstring you know what i'm saying uh hopefully he can get back out there but you know the packers are, are playing good football but Devonte adams is a big part of what they do soft tissue injuries they just keep getting us guys and i think it's gonna continue uh unfortunately uh, over the next couple of weeks so when you're looking at the numbers i mean Alan Lazard still was the was the number two. Uh, when you look at the snap counts, uh, Marcus Valdez scaling at 46, Lazard at 61, Adams only at 38 because he went down with the injury. So Aaron Rodgers is playing some some very good football right now. So if Lazard is out there, and he's not in our leagues, but in some home leagues, if he's out there, if Adams can't go, well, suddenly you know this kid is a is a potential wide receiver three. They play the Saints in New Orleans coming up in Week Three. That could be a shootout. What do you think that? I couldn't agree more. I like Lazard, and I think this was a week. So let me talk about how, to, how playing a little DFS because I actually had a very good week this week. You yeah, know, Leonard Fournette. Shout out to you on the Leonard Fournette call. Yeah, yeah I appreciate was, well that. Well done. Yeah, I appreciate that. The other call that I had last, yesterday was Aaron Jones because Adams, who I love, was so highly owned, right, because people want to roster him because of the week before. And so what it shows was, I mean, people I think were down on Aaron Jones' regression. There's no regression there. He's a big part of that offense, and I think people forget that. I think the Packers are a terrific team when Adams is healthy, right? And you have Adams and Lazard and Valdez-Scantling with the running game of Aaron Jones. Man, you you find a tight end for that team, and, and they're really a good team. And I think people underrate the Packers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is done. Aaron Jones is going to regress. Let's let's not let's hold let's hold off there. The Packers are really good. Yeah, unfortunately, Mike, uh, I've been wrong on the Packers each of the past. It looks, I was wrong on them last year. It looks like I'll be wrong on them again this year. Um, but when you look at, you know, the situation, we talked about Alan Lazard. The Aaron Jones thing, Mike, I was all over Aaron Jones' touchdown regression. I remember when we had the guy on, you know, who covers, 
you know, who covers the Packers for SI. And I'm and like he even was like, yeah, the touchdowns gonna have to come down. The touchdowns are not coming down. I think we all were on that, right? Yep. I mean, like, you're thinking he's not scoring 19 times again. I remember saying, if I get like 10 touchdowns from Aaron Jones, but I am loving life. Got like okay. 10 already. <laughs> I mean, he's got what, four already in two weeks for crying out loud. He's being utilized as a pass catcher as well. And he he's he's singing for his supper man you know this dude is a free agent after the season so you know he wants to have another big year to prove that 2019 was not a fluke but boy you are smiling right now you're probably 2-0 looking uh looking at uh Aaron Jones's numbers probably got him in the second round somewhere around the turn in most leagues he has been far better than I thought in the touchdown category he's a tremendous player I'm still I mean 19 touchdowns is a lot in back-to-back seasons, unless your name's, you know, LaDainian Tomlinson or Marshall Falk or Priest Holmes, but he's had a hell of a start. Yeah, now nah, he is he is off to a hell of a start, and I and I and I hate to admit it. I hope they hopefully they don't have the Cowboys on their schedule and we have to Oh uh, dude, yeah, no, you know what? We got we got Seattle next week, so we're gonna get our rear ends uh, handed to us. But Jeez. by the way, got it I can give you guys some props. The Dallas Cowboys did such an outstanding job of staying in that game, not giving up. And it was a great comeback. And I got to give all the props in the world to the Cowboys. But by the way, how does Dan Quinn keep his job when those know. players don't know how to field an onside kickoff? I mean, yeah. it was like they let the ball go 10 yards and like, we can't touch it. I mean, who's coaching these teams? It's yeah. it's it's an embarrassment. I mean, as good as Atlanta played for three and a half quarters, was as bad as they played at the end of that game. And Dak was just absolutely MVP. The problem, the problem, Doc, is our defense is trash. The defense and, is terrible. And, terrible. And, and, and Van Der Esch is hurt. And why the hell are we? I don't care what Earl Thomas's baggage is. He needs to be at you know at the star man like. Snacks, airs. We need to make some moves here because the the Cowboys are going to win that division by default because that division is absolutely a dumpster fire. But the Cowboys are going nowhere. They're not no. going anywhere. That defense is horrible. It's just awful. No, it's 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 a bad situation with that defense. That defense was bad last year. That defense looks bad again this year. They cannot stop anybody, and it's going to be a long season uh, down there in Big D. And I listen. I understand Jerry and the baggage that comes along with um with Adams. I mean, not Adams. Um, with Thomas. But something has to be done because if, if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm having a stern talking to Mike McCarthy this morning about punting the football. That's a terrible and, hire, and, by the way. Wasn't that a terrible hire? I thought it McCarthy? was a good hire. Listen, he can coach the quarterback. That's all I was concerned with. But I, the, the rest of it, I'm like, oh, my Lord. I don't know. I'll just say this. You want a piece of the Seattle-Dallas game because Seattle secondary hasn't stopped anybody in two weeks either, by the way. between well, Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what, too, Doc? C.D. Lamb. Have you seen the numbers that slot receivers have put up against Seattle in the yes. first two weeks? Yes, oh my God. Russell Gage week. ate him week. up for freaking lunch. And then Julian Edelman, who was in my stardom column uh, last week, yeah. he went to town. Yeah. Oh, C.D. Lamb. Just Giddy put up. him in your DFS lineups right now. Yes, sir. Go ahead and lock and load C.D. Lamb in your DFS lineups. Um, and take a, uh, Before we get into Monday Night Football, I want to talk. I want to head on over to the DraftKings Sportsbooks and, and highlight you guys right quick about some MVP odds. Right now, Russell Wilson is the clubhouse leader at plus three hundred, followed by Lamar Jackson at plus five hundred, Patrick Mahomes also plus five hundred, then Aaron Rodgers at plus eight hundred. Now, the next two, Mike, is the interesting ones: Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray at plus fourteen hundred, <laughs> and Josh <laughs> Allen at plus two thousand. 
I let man Murray's playing well, dude. I mean, he averaged just fewer than 18 points per game last season. And now he's got new Hopkins and nuke. He is bucking that trend of wide receivers going to new teams and not performing as well as they had in previous years. He, he has been absolutely tremendous. Uh, but Kenyon Drake has kind of disappeared. That's that was not, uh, not, not a good start for Kenyon Drake uh, from a fantasy perspective, at least, but boy, Kyler Murray looks good, man. And that Cardinals team, all of a sudden, right? The Niners are all banged up. Uh, it could be cart. I mean, the Rams, I, I don't buy into Jared Goff, but the Cardinals are going to be contenders in that division. I mean, Seattle's ultimately probably going to take the crown, but Arizona's going to be a tough out, man. I think this is a seminal week for Josh Allen. I really do. It's, it's in my uh, article this week, my prescription notes. He played the Jets and he played the Dolphins and yes. he looked like YA Tittle, right? So he couldn't be any better. <laughs> now the question is, you play the Rams, you got Aaron Donald coming at you. You got Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. You got Micah Kaiser is one of the really good young linebackers out there. Let him throw for 350 yards this week in two touchdowns. And now we can put him in the MVP conversation because the Bills are going to be a very have a very good record. Yep. Which I, and I think the record helps with the MVP. So if the Bills go 12 and four, it's going to help Allen, Allen's cause. But can he win this week? Yeah, and I think I think you hit it right there because and when I when I'm talking MVP for Josh Allen, I'm thinking he's going to have that Tom Brady factor. He's going to have that big double digit win record because playing in that AFC East is um that can definitely be the case. Russell Wilson obviously the front runner right now, and we see what Russell Wilson is doing. He looks like the best player in the National Football League, but obviously we can't forget about um Jackson and Mahomes. I'll turn right quick to some Monday Night Football right now. Monday Night Football tonight. We get the debut, the home debut of the Las Vegas Raiders. They welcome in the New Orleans Saints. The Saints come in here as five-and-a-half-point road favorites, according to the DraftKings Sportsbook. When I look at this game, Doc, right here, I think the Raiders can hang in there, and I, and I, liked, and I like the Raiders' weapons with Josh Jacobs and some of these guys tonight. Well, I think it comes down to two things, running the football and stopping the run, right? So, you know, the Raiders want to run with Josh Jacobs. If, if the Saints stop that, now all of a sudden you make the Raiders into a passing team and they don't want to be a passing team, right? So I think it comes down to Marcus Davenport is out, which is a, is a big loss, but can the Saints stop the run? And I think if they do, then the defense can make plays, right? Because we, we don't always trust Carr. And um, so it'll be interesting. I think also covering Darren Waller. You know, Waller is a, is a big play guy, and I know Ruggs has the speed, which is different, but I think you have to cover Waller. So it really comes down to Josh Jacobs. I think you can look in the box score and know how this game played out. If Josh Jacobs runs for 90 yards, I think the Raiders are either right in it or even win it. If Josh Jacobs runs for 42 yards, the Saints win in a route. What do you think, Mike? My What I'm going to be watching is how the Saints offense looks without Michael Thomas. That's that's big to me. Do they lean on Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara in the run a little bit more? I really love Jared Cook so much that I almost feel like he's going to bust just because it looks so good for him against his former team and the numbers that he's been putting up. I'm interested to see if Traquan Smith can actually come in and make an impact, right? Because... I feel like Traquan's a dude that we've been talking about for a while and he just has At not lived up to expectations. <laughs> right? I mean, like it feels like it. he hadn't been in the league that long, but Traquan Smith, oh man, he's and, and he never does anything. So we'll find out about that. I'm also really interested to see what Drew Brees can do. Remember last week with Michael Thomas, before he went down, I mean, he didn't do anything. He threw for 160 yards at two touchdowns. Not that great. Now you're going on the road uh, without your top guy. 
I, I, I'm very interested to see what Sean Payton has up his sleeve. Uh, I, I do feel like he's going to use Taysom Hill maybe a little bit more, uh, which is probably not the best thing for Drew Brees fantasy owners out there. But that's that's what I'm looking at in this one. And also keep in mind, Henry Ruggs is banged up. So uh, the Raiders could have a hard time scoring points. And if they get into a game script situation where Josh Jacobs uh, is going to have to be utilized as a pass catcher in the second half, that's also going to be interesting too. We saw him get utilized a heck of a lot more in week one than he did on a per game basis in 2019 when he was a rookie. I'm very interested to see if that sort of situation, that trend continues because if it does, Josh Jacobs is going to be a top 10 running back this season. Fabs, you mentioned mentioned Drew Brees, Fabs, and his, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, underperforming. What do you think about Tom Brady? Did you see that flea flicker where he underthrew the receiver? Doesn't it look like his his arm is kind of like kind of dead? I was I was talking a name drop here, but you guys, it's all good. I was I was uh, talking to Jerry Cantrell yesterday, right? And Jerry's a big time football fan. He's big time into fantasy football, and we were talking about it. And he said he reminds me of Peyton Manning the year that Peyton just fell off a cliff. And it, it, and I was thinking, you know what, man, that's a really good comparison because Peyton, if you had if you remember he had a really bad finish to one season. And then the next season, I mean, he was just, he was just awful. Uh, and you could tell that, you know, he just wasn't the same quarterback. And so far through two games, Tom Brady's not been the same quarterback. He salvaged his week one stat line in fantasy because he rushed for a touchdown, right? Otherwise he gives you what 14 points yesterday. I don't think he got to nine and the matchup was ripe. And I get it. Chris Godwin was in there. Who cares? It's Tom Brady. They're playing the freaking Panthers. Scotty Mitch, Scotty Miller was awful. I almost said Scotty Mitchell uh, was awful, awful in that too. game. He did nothing, right? Gronkowski's just invisible. You know, he's on a milk carton as well. I'd play, I, I would sit Tom Brady coming up in week three against Denver. And, and I know the Broncos are all banged up. Tom Brady has not shown me one indication that this guy can be the top 10 quarterback in fantasy that we all thought he could be. Yeah, I'm having a tough time uh, with the Tom Brady Tom Brady thing as well. I don't have him on any of my fantasy teams, and I kind of did that on purpose, but he has not looked the same, and mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see what Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and the rest of that offense does. I am very interested in buying O.J. Howard for some odd reason, though. I think there could be some <laughs> Did OJ you see I- him drop that pass yesterday, though, exactly? Oh, there was one that literally hit him right in the head. What was, what was the worst helmet. drop? What was the worst drop yesterday? I feel like the worst drop was Julio Jones. Julio was terrible. Russell Gage threw it. He's not even a quarterback, and the guy dropped a dime, and he, he dropped the it pass. On, it looked like Russell Wilson threw it. He put it on the numbers. <laughs> that, that and T.Y. Hilton were the two worst drops of the day. I mean, yeah. Julio Jones, and you know how many people played him on DraftKings? Do you know how yeah. many people mm-hmm. went on that stack? And and had he had that touchdown, it, was, it would have changed people's lives. No doubt. Yep. So, listen, Calvin Ridley. We spoke about Calvin Ridley before the season started. Okay. Calvin Ridley is getting it done. He's been a major asset to fantasy teams uh, so far this season. Uh, Mike, let's double back from last week and let's and let's bring it and let's bring it back. Carson mm-hmm. Wentz, mm-hmm. it's a problem. It's it a is. problem. It is and that offensive and line is a problem. Those happy yes. feet are a problem. Philadelphia Sports Radio is a problem. I think mm-hmm. Wally Pip is coming. You 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 are you are dying to get Hurts in that lineup, aren't you, man? You just—I I mean, Wally Pip is coming. You are absolutely, and they—they they actually used him in the offense a little bit. They lined him out wide. Who knows, man? Carson Wentz has been awful. At the first quarter of the season against Washington, oh boy, he looked great. Ever since then, 
garbage. How, and how can you blame him, though? How can you blame him when no, he has no, no, no. no receivers? I, he has nobody. I, the offensive line has not helped his cause. I mean, he's got two of the best tight ends in the league. You know, he's got Deshaun Jackson. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, okay. I mean, that's a guy who he can obviously rely on, but maybe no, but, it's not his fault. But no, the but think about it. This, been is, there. This, is, this is easy. He has two receivers who run deep routes. Yep. So that yep. means he needs time. He has no time with that offensive line, right? Mm-hmm. So h- how does he make a play? Because by those time, by the time those guys go 20, 30 yards down the field, he's on the ground. So if he doesn't throw the ball to Ertz or Goddard right away, he can't make a play. See, and that's my thing, though. Hertz might be able to make a play. But once you bench Wentz, where do you go from there? You can't you bring go him back Hertz. at that point. You go with Hertz. You, you, you eat your you losses and you go with Hertz. Hertz. Man, I, I, you know, I, I think you're overvaluing. Is it too radical? Um, they're not putting Hertz in yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I, not yet, not yet. And you look at the number. Carson Wentz has been sacked. I mean, what eight times already this year, right? I mean, it's just, it's been Deshaun Watson's been sacked a bunch too. That's another dude, man. Yeah. Deshaun Watson. Like he's got he's got a bad matchup coming up this week. He's on the road against the Steelers, although Jeff Driscoll did okay in garbage time. But Deshaun Watson's a dude that you drafted to be your guy week in and week out. And I'm not sure he's that guy now without New Hopkins. And Will Fuller is injured uh, yet oh, again. Yes. I didn't I, even I, mention I, Will Fuller in the injuries in the injury report because I was like, I think that already we already knew that was happening. But nah, uh-huh. this is this looks like it could be shape up the year to be the year that Watson can't save Bill O'Brien. Nobody no. should say Bill O'Brien. Yeah. He should be fired. He there's and three Dan coaches. Quinn. Yes, there's three. Well, and let's not forget Adam Gase. Uh, there, <laughs> there's, there's three guys right now that are gainfully employed and should not be. I don't, I'm waiting. Do you think the Jets just let Adam Gase go 0-16 and, and then get him the hell out? I mean, yes. I don't know. If you're a Jets fan right now, you can't think that your franchise wants to win football games because that guy, you hire him after he's awful with your rival in the division, the Miami Dolphins. The guy should sign half his check over to Peyton Manning, if not more, every single time that hits the direct deposit. He's horrible, man. He is just absolutely awful. I think at 0-10, you bring in Greg Williams, and that's what you probably do because at that point, you just can't watch it anymore. But the truth is, let me ask you this, Fabs, and exec. Let's say the Jets get the number one pick. Are they taking Trevor Lawrence? Hell you have yeah, Sam they Turner? are. They Doc, it's to. not even they, a question. I, but Sam it is a Darnold's question because get, the Jets always not. screw it. But the Jets always screw it up. <laughs> well, to those of us who actually are, you know, logical thinkers, of course, man, this guy could be Dan Marino. I mean, let's 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 not get it twisted here. They send Darnold to the Raiders. He ends up having a nice career in Las Vegas with John Gruden. And they bring in Lawrence, they fire Gase, and it's a fresh start for the Jets. And now you have a if chance to win. If they don't do win. that, you're insane. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, exactly. I think if Broadway Trevor is out there, you bring him in. Broadway but you can't, Trevor. You can't bring Broadway Trevor in if Adam Gase is the head coach. No, he's not going to be. There's no way. There's no way in God's green earth that Adam Gase is the coach of the Jets in 2021. There's no way. There's no way, Corey. It just can't happen. Listen, he shouldn't have been hired in the first I place. Burn, I know, but I would burn every every pair of Jets paraphernalia I have. I'd never buy another season ticket. Exactly. I wouldn't watch the games. I'd do nothing. You know how the seats look right now because they can't have fans? That's how it should look in 2021 but when Fab, we're over this the, pandemic. That's the key. That's the key. Jet fans have to not buy season tickets. Don't go to the games. Exactly. And, and if you do that, they will fire Gase tomorrow. Yeah, dude. 
I don't know what Woody Johnson is thinking. He ain't thinking, obviously. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing, so. Yeah, no doubt. It definitely looks tough situation right now in the Meadowlands because you got some pieces on that team, and uh, it's, it's, it's just like, oh, boy. You know, it's tough to see what's going on because I think Sam Donald is a good young quarterback. The problem yeah, is he's not man. getting the, he's not getting any direction right now. Right. I'm not even a Jets fan, and I'm getting animated about it because it's so stupid. Yeah, it really like, is. This guy's employed. It really is. It's, it's a bad look for the New York Jets. That was a big time. They had a chance to make a big time hire and bring that quarterback in and change directions and maybe take over this city. That's not going to happen now because they brought in Adam Gates, and that was a bad, bad hire. Now they got to do it all over again, and maybe Trevor Lawrence brought away Trevor. Maybe he is the answer. <laughs> of the, for the, I'm going, I'm going to trademark it now. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? Wait. Put the big fur coat on, you know what no, I'm saying? Got, right. I mean, well, like, maybe, let's see, it could be Tri-State Trevor, right? Okay, can I can see that, Tri-State Trevor. Right? Long Island Lawrence. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like, <laughs> New York. I don't know. Whatever. Five pounds Trevor. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Can you imagine that? <laughs> oh, boy. This is the, uh, what, what, what do you got? The, 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 uh, the, uh, the, the, the Mawa kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. If the Come Giants the get the number man. one pick, do you think that they would take Trevor and get rid of Danny Jones? Oh, it depends on how Daniel Jones does. I mean, Dude, he has not had any favors done by the schedule makers or his offensive line so far this season. The schedule does get a lot Niners. better, though. Schedule but, does get a lot better. Yeah, no, 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 it does. He's he's actually a guy that I'd probably buy low on at this point. And he's got the Niners coming up, although, you know what, Doc? It's hard to actually sort of prognosticate what that defense is going to look like now because, you know, Sherman's already hurt. You got Bosa hurt, too. I mean, Solomon, I mean, they're they're a mess at this point. All right, we're getting ready to get up out of here. SI Fantasy Podcast, Purdue, I mean, excuse me, uh, brought to you by the good people at DraftKings. We'll be back with you on this upcoming Thursday. Get you ready for Thursday Night Football and for week number three of the NFL season. One question for each of you before we get up out of here, fellas. Doc, I'll start with you with this one. If you took every single player off of every single NFL team and re-racked <laughs> them, who's the first player to go drafted? Russell Wilson? Got to be Russell what? Wilson. I agree. Mike, is it Russell Wilson? Are we talking about fantasy or are we talking about like an actual NFL draft? An actual NFL draft. Oh, my goodness gracious. Really? No, it's Patrick Mahomes. Or <laughs> Lamar. Yeah, 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 that's true. Point. It's, Patrick that's Mahomes. it's Patrick Mahomes. He I ran just 52 re- yards yesterday. That's good. But Russell Wilson boy, is you, real good. He's playing awesome. I don't know if he can continue this all season long, but he is playing so good right now. I mean, that man is playing the best football of his career. And if you guys remember, too, Russell Wilson historically was like a slow starter. Not this season, man. He's been just unbelievably good. And now Dallas Cowboys get him next, Michael. All right, so there you go right there. They're ready for another one. Brains in. He's going to have five touchdowns again, and we're going to lose. It'll be a high-scoring game, great for fantasy, but we're going to lose. There you go right there. For my guy, Michael Fabiano, my man, Dr. Rotos, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you download. Make sure you like. We are out.